My personal mantra and something I always tell myself is to do what is right even when it isn't easy. You know, all of our everything in our life is always a test of integrity and having your own business forces you to examine what is really important to you. Mm-hmm. I believe in not compromising in what I believe in just to earn a buck because while money can easily be earned, reputation cannot. Welcome to the Ambitious Tribe podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo. And we are back to another powerful episode, which will definitely leave you not just inspired, but also have actionable steps towards becoming the best version of you, designing the life that you want and the business that you run. In this episode, we are going to have one of the most inspiring women of our generation. She's a co-founder and award-winning Filipino entrepreneur who turned her own struggles and passion into a makeup line that not only solved her own challenges, but was able to perfect and formulate for the Filipinos. She and her co-founder and of course her team were able to set up 13 stores and close to 100 beautiful counters across the country and has won numerous beauty awards from the top fashion and beauty glosses. And not to forget in her vast number of achievements, she and the brand were able to globally collaborate with some of the icons of her childhood, Disney and Sonrio. From being a columnist, a fashion model, to an entrepreneur, what made this woman even more inspiring and moving is her love for people, purpose over profits. She's been working with UN Women on promoting women-empowered principles for gender equality and has written a best-selling book, Read My Lips, What It Takes to Build a World-Class Homegrown Brand. Truly, someone who has redefined what a wealthy, driven and ambitious woman is serving love for the society, people, and passion. They're driven and ambitious. It's such a pleasure to have this mom of three, advocate of women empowerment, and entrepreneurship, and education, Arisa Manangil Trillo. All right. Thanks Hi. for having me, Cassie. Hello, hello, of course. And I'm really grateful you agreed to be part of this show, Arisa. Um, you know, when I asked my mentees in the field of entrepreneurship, because they're consultants who's you know forming their own business lines as well um they were so excited when they said oh we wanted to have Risa Manangiltilio Cassie would you make that possible and I was like of course definitely I can totally ask her without even knowing of course if you were going to say yes <laughs> so throughout that I'm happy that um you were able to put together happy skin and I thought there's no harm in asking you as well and thank you for saying yes I truly believe that um, money should be in the hands of women and when women succeed compassion and kindness will change the culture of nation and i think that is also one part of their values as well so thanks so much risa thank you 
All right, so Thanks shall we move on? <laughs> so you get. So Risa, I'm so so curious about this. Um, I know your mom. Um, she and my my dad are actually great friends, and I honestly love her. She also helped me in my business as well when I was. It's not yet a business yet then, but I was 16, so who knows what's going to happen. But she has really changed my life as well. So I'm happy you're here. So with your childhood, maybe um, this is really intriguing. I don't think you have. Been you were able to answer this in any of your interviews yet? But who was Risa many milestones ago, and how did you even get to where you are today? Well, I actually love this question. You're right; it's not a question a lot of people ask me. So、mm-hmm. I love that you're making the time to find out more about the person behind everything yeah, and to go way back. <laughs> you know,、um, Risa many milestones ago. Is still similar to who I am today. For example, I remember having an entrepreneurial streak even when I was young. As a child, I sold anything I could create, you know, from my own stories, poems, comics, newspapers. I'd make my own every summer.、Um, I'd even make、uh, woven bracelets from、um, weaving thread, and I sold even food、um, nearby in one of the offices. And I found customers in my neighbors,、yeah. family, friends, and my playmates and other friends. And in many ways, I still have this same mindset. I'm always on the lookout for opportunities, for ways to transform the ordinary to the extraordinary, and for helping people find solutions to their needs. I've also always been a stickler for professionalism, and I continue to be this way.、Um, this story I'm about to share is something I talked about in my book, "Read My Lips: What It Takes to Build a World-Class Homegrown Brand."、Um, And it actually began with many years I spent in the fashion beauty industry. So after I graduated from Ateneo de Manila University in 2001, I got into modeling. But my height was actually just the minimum for me to enter the local industry, and I didn't have the special features such as fair skin or silky long hair. So I knew I had to work extra harder to become the best model any client could work with. So I didn't want to be late for any photo shoot. I always had to be on time, and、um, for any shoot or show, if I had to do my own makeup and hair during an emergency, I made sure I would be able to do that. Professionalism, professionalism for me was about being able to deliver no matter the circumstance, and I made it my X factor. Another thing that has remained unchanged are my values. Ever since I wasn't comfortable of being part of a project or a venture, if it meant compromising what I believed in, or just so I could earn money. Of course, being able to earn your own money is vital, and there will be situations that call for that compromise. These aren't wrong when there's consent and mutual respect, but when it comes to the values I hold dear, the values I would say that define me. It never made sense for me to compromise because it means compromising my respect for myself. I think these are the traits of always looking out for innovation, maintaining professionalism, and being resolute in my values. These all helped me become the woman I am today. And of course, there are things that still come with age and experience.、Hmm. When when I was younger, I don't think I was as courageous to use my voice or to stand up for myself. I would be told that. That's the way things are. So you just have to accept it. Don't we always get that line? You know, when something goes wrong, tanggapin mo na lang or okay lang yan. Stay positive. And 
Although when I would hear phrases like that, I didn't necessarily agree at the back of my mind. I would sometimes just follow along. But I'm thankful that I was raised to believe that I could be anything I wanted to be, you know, being as exposed and surrounded by the right influences or family friends and you see them as examples to what you can become in the future. So because of this I knew in my heart that if I chose to, I had a place in any room that I entered and had a voice that I could use to speak up for myself and others. And then as I got older, the more I understood and believed that using one's voice really matters. This is why I also advocate for those who don't always have a seat at the table, particularly women and the youth. You know, it's important it's important to speak because when it's quiet, it means there are so many others who are waiting and listening. And you don't know how many you can empower when you choose to speak up. I love it. If you know, if you don't have a seat on the table, then make your own table and then create your own seats, like have your own seats. And I totally like wanted to say thank you also for sharing your story. And I think growing up also having to see your mom on you know being an editor in chief of course of a daily publication because my dad and my your mom are both um journalists and my dad would always take me along and I would always see your mom and knowing your mom she's just really radiant and always upholds her value. I remember specifically when I was younger I would ask her what does it take to become you because I only see I mean, majority on the seat, as you just said, were men. Like journalists are all men, most. And there is a, you know, there is Tita. I mean, who's just there, and then she's like the only woman. And she said, just uphold your values. I just really, really remember that. At the age of 16, I think, or 18, I submitted um, um, a story in Philippine Star, and it was to my surprise that she actually published it on a full page story, and I got paid. And I asked my dad, why why did I get paid? Why did she actually do that? Why why would I be even be published? And I know this is a story about you, but I just wanted to um, echo on to the values that you said that you 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 were brought up with such good influences. And I see that also with the way that your mom also brought herself up and also stood her ground. And I think it also resonates with by the way that you do. You're, you're your own thing, the leadership, the kind of woman that you have become. I've seen you also like follow you on your Insta. Of course, your family values in as well. So thank you so much for doing that. And I think it's really important for women to actually tell the story is that you as a mother as well, it's important that you influence your children with the right values in mind and also having to practice what you preach, I guess. If that's if the, if if there's a better way to say it, um, so would you say that you've always loved what you've been doing? I mean, I mean, you've shared your childhood. You've done all these little tiny things that brought you to where you are. So why fashion and beauty? It's so far out from the usual influences that you were on. Well, yes, I did grow up with a mom who was a journalist and an editor. But since she was leading the lifestyle pages of the national broadsheet, I was very much exposed to fashion and beauty. So yes, it's something I've I've always loved, fashion and beauty, and it's something I grew up surrounded mm-hmm. with. And I guess I'll share another story from when I was younger. Yeah. Um, remember when, um, if you come from a private school, there you're only allowed to come in casual attire in school on certain special occasions, right? But otherwise, you're always in a uniform. Mm. And 
Having a lifestyle editor for a mom, I grew up flipping through the pages of fashion magazines that she would take home. So casual day in school is something that really excited me because it was a chance to dress up and bring to life the fashion (laughs) ideas that I'd get inspired with. So one casual day in school, I attended wearing skinny jeans, a layered off-shoulder black top with a sleeveless turtleneck underneath, and I had a statement necklace with a gold chain and acrylic pendant. And for shoes, I wore low-cut black boots. And then I topped it off with a fedora hat. And I wore my, ho- my hair straight down. And yeah. when I think about it, maybe with a few accessory updates, this look would still be up-to-date today. But mm. when I got to school, I was asked point-blank by one of my one classmate. She said, Nika ba nahihiya sa suot mo? That's what she told me. And it was because I was the only one who chose to dress up that way. That's the kind of response I got. Almost everyone was wearing the Uso blue blue jeans with a then-famous Giordano collared shirt or a pocket tee and a pair of kids. And I honestly never expected someone to ask me if I felt ashamed about what I was wearing. So I, I, I didn't know what to tell her and what to reply. But what I was sure about was I knew and felt inside that I wasn't afraid of being different. So to this day, I still always tell my daughters and those who ask me for advice and entrepreneurship or those entering the fashion and beauty industry that if there's one thing you shouldn't be afraid of, it's if there's one thing you should be afraid of, it's being the same as everyone else. We will never influence the world by being just like it. So it's so important to be yourself and not be afraid to stand out and be different. So the years I spent in fashion and beauty were also crucial in my entrepreneurship journey. So before I became an entrepreneur, I spent more than a decade as a model and writing a beauty column. And in all those years, with the countless products I've tried, I was not able to experience a single makeup brand that could take care of my skin and that wouldn't leave it looking and feeling worse after having it on my face on an entire day. It was actually during the peak of my modeling career that my skin was at its worst. It was like a vicious vicious cycle. We use makeup to cover bad skin and it mm. worsens our bad skin and makes us break out and we wash our face and then the next day it's another cycle. So I was thinking about it and I was surprised that no one else was providing a solution to that problem back then. And I was sure I wasn't the only one looking for this unmet need. You know, a lot of questions I received through my beauty column kept on asking the same question or bringing up the same concern. Mm -hmm. You know, makeup that wouldn't make them break out. And it wasn't just a single makeup brand that cared for the skin. There wasn't a single makeup brand that cared for the skin. But also, the people were looking for something that suited our tropical weather and had the Pinay complexion in mind. So instead of waiting for someone to come up with a solution, I took the chance in filling this gap in the local cosmetics industry. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. That no, I mean, it really is tough to find the right makeup line to that suits the Filipina um, skin. I remember also my mom would always say, Hey, just make use of baby, you know, baby products is the most no. safest, right? And, you know, don't use so many things. But I remember too, in college, I would say, you know, in my graduation uh, message also, the last 
piece that I said was, don't forget to wear your moisturizer. <laughs> it's just like, but choose whichever moisturizer. It's so important. Or your sunscreen, never, ever, ever forget that. But I love that. Right? It be, oh my goodness. It will change the trajectory when you when you get older. And I think that's something that you also <laughs> subscribe for everyone. Um, so, Risa, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how you went full out onto this journey. It's not easy to actually step foot into entrepreneurship. It sounds so cool. People would say, oh, entrepreneurship. I'm going to have all the grand time that I want. I'm not going to leave nine to five. Oh, that's not true. So I would say one of those pivotal um, skills an entrepreneur should have is actually leadership. And it's it's difficult to turn into an entrepreneur without this skill. So I guess my question here is, how did you become the leader that you are? And what is, I mean, how did you hone this leadership skill? It's not easy. How did you transition from a solopreneur into this full-fledged CEO? Um, you know, developing leadership doesn't start when someone gives you a position. Leadership begins with a mindset. I think it's important to understand that while leadership highly involves the leader, the best leaders don't make leadership about them. One of the biggest things I realized about running a business is that it's really about managing people. Leadership means you look after your employees' growth and not just growing revenues and scaling up the company. If I think about it, anyone can be an entrepreneur, but not everyone can be a leader. And anyone can make money, but not everyone gives value to the lives of people. To be a leader, you have to develop the mindset of a leader. You know, a leader doesn't just demand, but coaches and guides. And it's not about me, me, me. It's about we. Um, you know, a leader develops the people instead of just using them to fulfill tasks and knows how to give credit also. And likewise, a leader knows how to accept the blame instead of placing the blame in others. And a leader also knows how to, you know, that recognizes that your way or my way isn't the only way, that there are so many brilliant minds in the room. And it's really more about collaboration and co-creation of solutions and embracing strength and unity. I, one of the things I've learned in my years of working with so many people across different industries is that just because someone possesses authority, it doesn't mean that they can be called a leader. But in our culture, we often mistake one for the other. You know, the truth is leaders are capable of challenging even authority. You don't really need a label or a designation to be a leader. And that's something I want fellow Filipina entrepreneurs to understand and embody. You know, if you've entered a room and asked questions no one wants to ask, that's leadership. Because leaders have to raise tension when it's needed. They make difficult and even unpopular decisions. And leaders are defined not just by successes, but also how they handle trials and even survive them. Wow. So what kind or what type of a leader is Risa Maringueldrillo? <laughs> type of a leader? I always consider myself as someone who treats a team like a family. Because not that because they're my children and I will baby them, but a woman today and a mother has a different kind of empathy and compassion, which is so such a crucial trait in leadership today. Like I said, it's not just because you have the label of a certain position. So many people and leaders lack that empathy and that compassion to truly understand 
what the people need and what the people want. So to me, it's really and you know the one thing women as mothers and as you know leaders of the, their own families, one trait they have is that they know how to treat and they understand that every child is different. And when you run a company, you have to also understand that it's not like a one size fits all when you treat everyone every employee will have different strengths just the same way a child your children will have different strengths and weaknesses that's why i think we live in an era and generation especially with the past how many days with all the amazing news about women and leadership it's really becoming the year of the filipino woman and the filipina leader today i love it and i love it that you are embodying this entire fact that the future of female is now and it's no longer for tomorrow or future and you have become this person who went full out and i remember i read in your book as well that you said um something to the effect that if you're going to do things half-heartedly why are you even going to do this this venture so what was the pivotal point that made you say oh my goodness it's scary i know this is all my life's savings okay but this is the way that I'm going to do things. What was the trigger point that said, this is it. This is the one big idea that I'm going to grow. I just did not have a 0.001% doubt what I wanted to dive into. Mm-hmm. Because I think I was so long, I've, I was so long in the industry already. I knew that no one was filling this gap. And I didn't think, in fact, I didn't even process that if it fails, voila, I lose everything. I was just so sure because of all the years I spent being in the fashion and beauty industry, it was something women needed and no one was giving. So I didn't have a moment of hesitation, a point, even a single percent of doubt. And if I look back, it's really passion that made me dive into it because I just felt so strongly about it. It's the conviction, I guess, the conviction and filling in the gap. And I think you're right. When it comes to um, filling in the gap, when you know that there is a question or there is a concern or a challenge that no one else is taking action to, somebody needs to step up and do the work. And um, grateful that you actually did. And you called it happy skin. So how beautiful is that? So as a fellow entrepreneur um, and an empowerment advocate, what is your advice for those women who are still doubting to pursue their own dreams? Well, I understand the doubt. Many women have been told that their place is only at home. And mm-hmm. even if they don't believe that, it's always it's not always easy to break from this these old harmful mindsets, especially when the people around them continue to perpetuate these ideas. Another barrier that keeps women from going after the dreams, their dreams are limited resources and financial dependence. Yeah. Meaning a lot of women don't own their don't earn their own money and lack the financial or economic independence. That's why a specific area of work in women empowerment that I really advocate for is economic independence. Because without this, many women feel forced to tolerate their state in life. Like many can't get out of abusive relationships or bad marriages because they don't they're not economically independent they're still financially dependent on their partner and they feel like they don't have a choice so they stay in there and tolerate it and it's very challenging to create 
the life you deserve until you're really earning your own money. That's why for me, entrepreneurship plays a key role to empowering women. It's that feeling of self-fulfillment. Um, it's really so important because it adds to your self-esteem and strength. When a woman earns her own money, iba-iba yung feeling, iba yung empowering feeling. And I know there are a lot of talks, trainings, and workshops that women receive on gender equality and female empowerment. But a woman will really never be able to embrace it until they're economically independent. So key to this is entrepreneurship, whether you have your own business or you work for a company and you practice intrapreneurship in the company you work for. So for those who are ready to take a step toward creating their own business, I think one simple practical step to do today is to call your dream a plan. Like, to actually start making things happen. And when you do this, it it really pushes you to act. You know, we always have a lot of ideas, but there are only few people who who really decide to do something about them. And entrepreneurs fall under the latter category. You know, the right time is always today, but it doesn't mean right now. It doesn't mean make it, it happen overnight, but you have to start even in through through little steps. You you have to start something towards working that dream and personally me every time i feel overwhelmed or daunted what really helps for anyone who wants to start their own business is to break down the big goal into smaller achievable tasks now i also want to bring up something about women empowerment for those naman who are married because i'm sure you have a mixed audience na some are married and some are single but for those who are married i want to tell them don't let let it stop you from chasing your dreams because women are often told that for them to be good wives or moms they should drop their dreams you know women are judged for being bad moms when we aspire to achieve something outside motherhood or marriage it's either be a good mother or be good at your job never both because being good at both was too ambitious of us and when we limit women to this way of thinking we actually limit limit a woman's rights So to any mom or any mom to be or any woman dreaming of becoming a mom someday for me actually being a mom made me a better entrepreneur. It's seeing my children every day that makes me more mindful what kind of world I want to leave with them and their generation. You know, they motivate me to contribute harder and with more urgency to the big problems of the world, which is actually the focus of high impact entrepreneurs. So no matter your profession or passion, I want to tell your listeners that they shouldn't be faced by old mindsets that say being a mom will cripple you or hold you back. No. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. But what about those single women? What do you think would be um, a good way forward for them? Oh, what I answered in the first part that they can take break down. Yeah, so break down your goals and then pursue the passion regardless what it is. But I think it's pretty tricky also. Like, what is passion? I think passion, the word passion is being overused already. So what does passion mean for you, for you Risa? For me, passion is very important. A lot of people, you're right, it's something maybe that's very loosely used and can mean so many things to people today. But personally for me, passion is an important ingredient. Because it's something that drives you to towards that goal and towards success. But it's passion that also fuels you through the hard times. It's it's what reminds you, why am I doing this again? Or what what fueled me to begin with? So it's something that is present in good times and in the difficult times. So 
That's why I think that's something people have to remember. It passion isn't a feeling only that oh my gosh, my heart's beating, I'm so excited. Passion is the one that really helps you move forward even during the toughest, hardest and the worst days talaga. So I think it's a very important ingredient no matter what you do. Even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're an employee, find that, you know, what are you really passionate about? I think it's what allows us to wake up every day and be excited, but it's also yeah. what allows us to move forward even through hard times. Yeah, I think it is the one that actually drives um, us to take an action. So I totally agree with that. So what is your personal mantra? Do you have anything? Do you, is there anything that you always tell yourself every day? My personal mantra and something I always tell myself is to do what is right even when it isn't easy. You know, all of our everything in our life is always a test of integrity and having your own business forces you to examine what is really important to you. Mm-hmm. I believe in not compromising in what I believe in just to earn a buck because while money can easily be earned, reputation cannot. So, you know, what value does it hold that you gain everything but you forfeited and let go of your soul? So for me, a person's character becomes questionable when it's opportunity and not integrity that really controls their values. So even if it might be harder, it's always important for me to choose to do what I what I think is right. It's not always easy. Um, this has helped me through both successes and failures because I've never had regrets in choosing what values I hold dear. And I've found that through personal and professional pains, as long as you go through life with honesty, integrity, intelligence, in whatever you do, the universe will always make things work for what's right. Right. And it's always going to back you up. And I think having credibility and authority also, you can always switch a business idea or a business endeavor. You can always switch it. But your identity, your credibility, your authority can never be changed. And I think that it's a legacy that you're going to leave, leave when, you know, when we when we pass and our children also will be able to know who is my mom anyway? Who was this woman? Who was this person? And it's not about the big idea or the, the business that you hold or you were able to pursue, but rather the person and how you were able to help um, other people. And I love it when you said about integrity. And really, that's something that I've been saying, also been sharing with um, those who's been trying to put up their own businesses that regardless of what idea that you have it's pretty it's the most important thing never ever leave that out so okay so i know that my mentees as well and those community members asked me this question to ask you and i hope you don't mind um if you were to do everything all over again way back how many years ago i'm sure you've had tons of learn failures or challenges um, or mistakes what would be the steps or processes that you would do to accelerate this business endeavor that you have faster than it did okay i'll answer this question by sharing one thing i would keep and another that i would change so one thing i would definitely keep is happy skin's unique proposition of makeup that cares for the skin because this is what secures our sustainable competitive advantage being a skin caring makeup brand is also what gave us the confidence to enter and find success in the skincare market so makeup that cares for the skin this is the promise that has kept us relevant and allowed us to expand to more than just makeup um, i think for anyone starting a business you always have to find that unique value that you're giving consumers So, but thinking back on my journey as an entrepreneur and also seeing how other enterprises and businesses are run, 
I think one of the biggest mistakes a business can make is not investing in human resources. And I actually mentioned this in my book. Yeah. So that person or that department will be managing a company's most valuable resource, which is the people or the employees. And I admit, in Happy Skin, it wasn't one of the things we first prioritized when we were starting. That's why in hindsight, it's powerful, especially when you can use it to improve the business and move forward. A lot of people think HR is just about traditional hiring, managing the salaries and benefits, payroll. But you know, today, HR is an in-depth position that really focuses on strategic aspects of the company. In a, in a lot of um, progressive and forward-thinking um, companies, HR is like the right hand also of the decision makers because yeah. they really look after the employees and they're really partners to the top executive to achieve overall business goals. Because at the end of the day, you're taking care of the most valuable asset of the company, which are the people. And looking back, I think a huge part of a lot of our daily concerns could have been addressed at the onset if we brought in the right HR professional at the right time. And then what would be, if let's just say they are struggling right now, those who are wanting to have an e-commerce business or maybe a skincare line as well. Um, just one last question. So what do you think would be a good step for them in order for them to scale their business? Any tip? Well, for anyone who's thinking if they should start a business today, I say go, go for it. But you know why? Because more than ever, it's been easier to start a business today. You know, we have social media and e-commerce. For me, they're really major democratizing forces of our time. Before, an entrepreneur would need a huge amount of capital to put up a physical store in the mall. But today, you can already start a business online in a low-risk way and still reach a lot of people nationwide, an audience or consumers nationwide, without having to make big invest in, as investments other than the product. So actually, today's set of entrepreneurs or the generation today, they really have the power to create products they're passionate about and put them out in the world. But times have also changed and consumers are also now voting whether not just their wallet, but also their values. So my advice to entrepreneurs who want to start a business is to think about not just how it can make you more money. I think the better mindset is to think how your business can solve a problem and make people's lives better. I already mentioned this earlier about making sure that you give value to the people, filling that gap, addressing that concern or the problem that no one's solving you know i think entrepreneurs they have to have an open eyes open ears 24 7 see both the problems and the possible solutions and always have a value creating approach to your products and a you first mindset for your consumers because by doing this you'll constantly offer something that people need and look for i always tell people when they ask me you know in business you don't succeed by killing competition. You succeed by creating value. Always. Competition is an ally. Um, and I really love it when you said about the value. It's on your book as well. So Riza, I'm so excited that your book is still there. <laughs> I, I know that yes. it's quite a while that you've written your book and it's been a best-selling um, book so far. And I'm so excited to actually have it shared. Um, can you tell us more about this book that you were able to write? Uh, where can they find you? A few more other details maybe that you can share. Okay. Well, my book, the Read My Lips, What It Takes to Build a World-Class Homegrown Brand, shares my journey for happy skin. You know, I think we have already seen how entrepreneurship today is so 
everyone's so interested in it and but it's also very glamorized because uh, people always see the limelight how exciting it is and you know that there's so much potential and a lot of people from the corporate world are thinking i should just leave my job and jump into starting my own business but there aren't a lot of um books or in entrepreneurship not a lot of people talk about the hard stuff like the wear and tear of working mm-hmm. 24/7 or things you wish you from the start or the challenges that test integrity and even as an entrepreneur going through the journey you're always constantly questioning your life path as well so the book is actually a great read whether you're about to start a business or you want to pivot to a different career or you want to stay in your job but do a hustle on the side so Another reason I felt compelled to write my book was I also really wanted to empower more Filipinas because I told you that economic empowerment is so important to me when it comes to you know supporting and you know making women stand on their own two feet. So the book I hope helps more Filipinas start their own journeys as entrepreneurs so that they discover what they're really passionate about and achieve financial independence. And as a special gift to your followers looking for you know guidance on Um, entrepreneurship and financial independence. I actually asked my publisher to give an exclusive code for all your listeners, yes. so they get a discount for both the printed copy of the book or the ebook version. It, it's been amazing. I know uh, the book celebrated its second anniversary, but when the lockdown started last year, it was so touching because so many posted and tagged me on Instagram stories how you know there are people who lost their jobs and. They wanted to start a business, so they bought a copy of the book. And while they were reading it, they would post and tag. And even those who have read the book would reread it to revisit the lessons. So I think, yes, an interesting chapter in the book that I think your readers might also enjoy is called MBA in a Minute, where I gather the country's biggest business leaders that people wish they had a minute with. So it's like a mini MBA. You have people like Manny Pangilinan, Fernando Zobel, Lance Gokongwei, Ben Chan, and of course, female leaders like Tessie C, Nanay Kuring Ramos of National Bookstore, Rubina Gokongwei. So I really hope it helps, you know, empower your listeners to get started or, you know, even just, even if they stay in their job, it's something that they find um, empowerment from. I, I will definitely share the code on the show notes. So those who are listening, congratulations. So you are now going to have uh, a special code. It's going to be in the show notes. And I will make sure that my mentees also will get to have your, your book as well. Well, thank you so much, Arisa, for, you know, for saying yes again, for agreeing to be here. It's really such an honor. Um, I have, you know, I have so many things that I still want to ask you, but I know we're limited of time. But thanks again for being with us. Okay, so this ends today's episode. So um, do drop me a message on Instagram, you guys. It's Kathy Pajarillo. If you have any questions at all, or maybe you have any questions for Arisa, you may go ahead and ask me a question, or maybe you can just reach out to her. Arisa, where can they find you again? Um, I'm on Instagram, Risa Manangkil Trillo. I'm also on Twitter, Risa Manangkil. Uh, Facebook, Risa Manangkil Trillo. Okay, it's pretty much it's her name, you guys. So I mean, it's not going to be difficult to find her. So yeah, so whatever it is that you pick up on today's episode, please do share it with us. We really wanted to know what are the things that you have you have learned from this episode. If you want more about Risa, just let me know. I will definitely make that happen. So you guys, again, this is your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarito Braganza. Drive ambition, serve love, and always remember, stay compassionate. Thanks so much again, everyone. And thanks again, Risa. I truly, truly appreciate you.
Stop recording. Are you enjoying and learning a lot? Let me know. Hey, I'm breaking my own episode to invite you for your high-ticket next-level masterclass. If you're a coach or a consultant tired of serving one-on-one clients and ready to have that four-hour workday without compromising client results, have the work-life integration you've always wanted, and that multiple six to seven figures by creating, selling, and launching your own group coaching program, well, all you gotta do is join us and save your seat. Register through CassiePajarillo.com. I'm so excited to see you and meet you real soon. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Leadership begins with a mindset. I think it's important to understand that while leadership highly involves the leader, the best leaders don't make leadership about them. One of the biggest things I realized about running a business is that it's really about managing people. Leadership means you look after your employees' growth and not just growing revenues and scaling up the company. If I think about it, anyone can be an entrepreneur, but not everyone can be a leader. And anyone can make money, but not everyone gives value to the lives of people. To be a leader, you have to develop the mindset of a leader. You know, a leader doesn't just demand, but coaches and guides. And it's not about me, me, me. It's about we. Um, You know, a leader develops the people instead of just using them to fulfill tasks and knows how to give credit also. And likewise, a leader knows how to accept the blame instead of placing the blame in others. And a leader also knows how to, you know, uh, recognizes that your way or my way isn't the only way, that there are so many brilliant minds in the room. And it's really more about collaboration and co-creation of solutions and embracing strength and unity. One of the things I've learned in my years of working with so many people across different industries is that just because someone possesses authority, it doesn't mean that they can be called a leader. But in our culture, we often mistake one for the other. You know, the truth is leaders are capable of challenging even authority. You don't really need a label or a designation to be a leader. And that's something I want fellow Filipina entrepreneurs to understand and embody. You know, if you've entered a room and asked questions no one wants to ask, that's leadership. Because leaders have to raise tension when it's needed. They make difficult and even unpopular decisions. And leaders are defined not just by successes, but also how they handle trials and even survive them. Wow. So what kind or what type of a leader is Risa Maringiltrillo? <laughs> type of a leader? I always consider myself as someone who treats a team like a family. Because not that because they're my children and I will baby them, but a woman today and a mother has a different kind of empathy and compassion, which is so such a crucial trait in leadership today. Like I said, it's not just because you have the label of a certain position. So many people and leaders lack that empathy and that compassion to truly understand what the people need and what the people want. So to me, it's really... And you know, the one thing women as mothers and as you know leaders of the, their own families one trait they have is that 
they know how to treat and they understand that every child is different. And when you run a company, you have to also understand that. It's not like a one size fits all when you treat everyone. Every employee will have different strengths just the same way a child, your children will have different strengths and weaknesses. That's why I think we live in an era and generation, especially with the past how many days with all the amazing news about women and leadership. It's really becoming the year of the Filipino woman and the Filipino leader today. I love it. And I love it that you are embodying this entire fact that the future of female is now and it's no longer for tomorrow or future. And you have become this person who went full out. And I remember I read in your book as well that you said um, something to the effect that if you're going to do things half-heartedly, why are you even going to do this this venture? So what was the pivotal point that made you say, oh my goodness, it's scary. I know this is all my life's savings, okay? But this is the way that I'm going to do things. What was the trigger point that said, this is it. This is the one big idea that I'm going to grow. I just did not have a 0.001% doubt what I wanted to dive into. Because I think I was so long I've, I was so long in the industry already. I knew that no one was filling this gap. And I didn't think in fact I didn't even process that if it fails, voila, I lose everything. I was just so sure because of all the years I spent being in the fashion and beauty industry, it was something women needed and no one was giving. So I didn't have a moment of hesitation, a point even a single percent of doubt. And if I look back, it's really passion that made me dive into it because I just felt so strongly about it. It's the conviction, I guess, the conviction and filling in the gap. And I think you're right. When it comes to um, filling in the gap, when you know that there is a question or there is a concern or a challenge that no one else is taking action to, somebody needs to step up and do the work. And um, grateful that you actually did. And you called it happy skin. So how beautiful is that? So as a fellow entrepreneur um, and an empowerment advocate, what is your advice for those women who are still doubting to pursue their own dreams? Well, I understand the doubt. Many women have been told that their place is only at home. And mm -hmm. even if they don't believe that, it's always it's not always easy to break from this these old harmful mindsets, especially when the people around them continue to perpetuate these ideas. Another barrier that keeps women from going after the dreams, their dreams are limited resources and financial dependence. Yeah. Meaning a lot of women don't own their don't earn their own money and lack the financial or economic independence. That's why a specific area of work in women empowerment that I really advocate for is economic independence. Because without this, many women feel forced to tolerate their state in life. Like many can't get out of abusive relationships or bad marriages because they don't, they're not economically independent. They're still financially dependent on their partner. And they feel like they don't have a choice. So they stay in there and tolerate it. And it's very challenging to create the life you deserve until you're really earning your own money. That's why for me, entrepreneurship plays a key role to empowering women. It's that feeling of self-fulfillment. Um, 
it's really so important because it adds to your self-esteem and strength. When a woman earns her own money, iba iba yung feeling, iba yung empowering feeling. And I know there are a lot of talks, trainings, and workshops that women receive on gender equality and female empowerment. But a woman will really never be able to embrace it until they're economically independent. So key to this is entrepreneurship, whether you have your own business or you work for a company and you practice intrapreneurship in the company you work for. So for those who are ready to take a step toward creating their own business, I think one simple practical step to do today is to call your dream a plan. Like, to actually start making things happen. And when you do this, it it really pushes you to act. You know, we always have a lot of ideas, but there are only few people who who really decide to do something about them. And entrepreneurs fall under the latter category. You know, the right time is always today, but it doesn't mean right now. It doesn't mean make it, it happen overnight, but you have to start even in through through little steps. You you have to start something towards working that dream and personally every time i feel overwhelmed or daunted what really helps for anyone who wants to start their own business is to break down the big goal into smaller achievable tasks now i also want to bring up something about women empowerment for those naman who are married because i'm sure you have a mixed audience na some are married and some are single but for those who are married i want to tell them Don't let let it stop you from chasing your dreams because women are often told that for them to be good wives or moms they should drop their dreams. You know, women are judged for being bad moms when we aspire to achieve something outside motherhood or marriage. It's either be a good mother or be good at your job. Never both because being good at both was too ambitious of us. And when we limit women to this way of thinking, we actually limit limit a woman's rights. So to any mom or any mom to be or any woman dreaming of becoming a mom someday, for me actually being a mom made me a better entrepreneur. It's seeing my children every day that makes me more mindful what kind of world I want to leave with them and their generation. You know, they motivate me to contribute harder and with more urgency to the big problems of the world, which is actually the focus of high impact entrepreneurs. So no matter your profession or passion, I want to tell your listeners that they shouldn't be faced by old mindsets that say being a mom will cripple you or hold you back. No. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. But what about those single women? What do you think would be um, a good way forward for them? Oh, what I answered in the first part that they can take break down Yeah, so break down your goals and then pursue the passion regardless what it is. But I think it's pretty tricky also. Like, what is passion? I think passion, the word passion is being overused already. So what does passion mean for you, for you Risa? For me, passion is very important. A lot of people, you're right, it's something maybe that's very loosely used and can mean so many things to people today. But personally for me, passion is an important ingredient. Because it's something that drives you to towards that goal and towards success. But it's passion that also fuels you through the hard times. It's it's what reminds you, why am I doing this again? Or what what fueled me to begin with? So it's something that is present in good times and in the difficult times. So that's why I think that's something people have to remember. It passion isn't a feeling only that oh my gosh my heart's beating I'm so excited. Passion is the one that really helps you move forward 
even during the toughest, hardest, and the worst days talaga. So, I think it's a very important ingredient no matter what you do. Even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're an employee, find that, you know, what are you really passionate about? I think it's what allows us to wake up every day and be excited, but it's also yeah. what allows us to move forward even through hard times. Yeah, I think it is the one that actually drives um, us to take an action. So I totally agree with that. So what is your personal mantra? Do you have anything? Do you, is there anything that you always tell yourself every day? My personal mantra and something I always tell myself is to do what is right even when it isn't easy. You know, all of our everything in our life is always a test of integrity and having your own business forces you to examine what is really important to you. Mm-hmm. I believe in not compromising in what I believe in just to earn a buck because while money can easily be earned, reputation cannot. So You know what value does it hold that you gain everything, but you forfeited and let go of your soul? So for me, a person's character becomes questionable when it's opportunity and not integrity that really controls their values. So even if it might be harder, it's always important for me to choose to do what I what I think is right. It's not always easy. Um, this has helped me through both successes and failures because I've never had regrets in choosing what values I hold dear. And I found that through personal and professional pains, as long as you go through life with honesty, integrity, intelligence, and whatever you do, the universe will always make things work for what's right. Right. And it's always going to back you up. And I think having credibility and authority also, you can always switch a business idea or a business endeavor. You can always switch it. But your identity, your credibility, your authority can never be changed. And I think that it's a legacy that you're going to leave when, you know, when we when we pass and our children also will be able to know who is my mom anyway? Who was this woman? Who was this person? And it's not about the big idea or the, the business that you hold or you were able to pursue, but rather the person and how you were able to help um, other people. And I love it when you said about integrity. And really, that's something that I've been saying, also been sharing with um, those who's been trying to put up their own businesses that regardless of what idea that you have integrity is the most important thing never ever leave that out so okay so i know that my mentees as well and those community members asked me this question to ask you and i hope you don't mind um if you were to do everything all over again way back how many years ago i'm sure you've had tons of learn failures or challenges um, or mistakes, what would be the steps or processes that you would do to accelerate this business endeavor that you have faster than it did? Okay, I'll answer this question by sharing one thing I would keep and another that I would change. So one thing I would definitely keep is Happy Skin's unique proposition of makeup that cares for the skin. Because this is what secures our sustainable competitive advantage. Being a skin-caring makeup brand is also what gave us the confidence to enter and find success in the skincare market. So makeup that cares for the skin, this is the promise that has kept us relevant and allowed us to expand to more than just makeup. Um, I think for anyone starting a business, you always have to find that unique value that you're giving consumers. So, But thinking back on my journey as an entrepreneur and also seeing how other enterprises and businesses are run, I think one of the biggest mistakes a business can make is not investing in human resources. And I actually mentioned this in my book. Yeah. So that person 
or that department will be managing a company's most valuable resource, which is the people or the employees. And I admit, in Happy Skin, it wasn't one of the things we first prioritized when we were starting. That's why in hindsight is powerful, especially when you can use it to improve the business and move forward. A lot of people think HR is just about traditional hiring, managing the salaries and benefits, payroll. But you know, today, HR is an in-depth position that really focuses on strategic aspects of the company. In a, in a lot of um, progressive and forward-thinking um, companies, HR is like the right hand also of the decision makers because yeah. they really look after the employees and they're really partners to the top executive to achieve overall business goals because at the end of the day, you're taking care of the most valuable asset of the company, which are the people. And looking back, I think a huge part of a lot of our daily concerns could have been addressed at the onset if we brought in the right HR professional at the right time. And then what would be, if let's just say they are struggling right now, those who are wanting to have an e-commerce business or maybe a skincare line as well, um, just one last question. So what do you think would be a good step for them in order for them to scale their business? Any tip? Well, for anyone who's thinking if they should start a business today, I say go, go for it. Because you know why? Because more than ever, it's been easier to start a business today. You know, we have social media and e-commerce. For me, they're really major democratizing forces of our time. Before, an entrepreneur would need a huge amount of capital to put up a physical store in the mall. But today, you can already start a business online in a low-risk way and still reach a lot of people nationwide, an audience or consumers nationwide, without having to make big invest in, as investments other than the product. So actually, today's set of entrepreneurs or the generation today, they really have the power to create products they're passionate about and put them out in the world. But times have also changed and consumers are also now voting whether not just their wallet, but also their values. So my advice to entrepreneurs who want to start a business is to think about not just how it can make you more money. I think the better mindset is to think how your business can solve a problem and make people's lives better. I already mentioned this earlier about making sure that you give value to the people, filling that gap, addressing that concern or the problem that no one's solving. You know, I think entrepreneurs today have to have an open eyes, open ears, 24-7, see both the problems and the possible solutions and always have a value-creating approach to your products and a you-first mindset for your consumers. Because by doing this, you'll constantly offer something that people need and look for. I always tell people when they ask me, you know, in business, you don't succeed by killing competition. You succeed by creating value. Always. Competition is an ally. Um, and I really love it when you said about the value. It's on your book as well. So, Risa, I'm so excited that your book is still there. <laughs> I, I know that yes. it's quite a while that you've written your book and it's been a best-selling um, book so far. And I'm so excited to actually have it shared. Um, can you tell us more about this book that you were able to write? Um, where can they find you? A few more other details maybe that you can share. Okay. Well, my book, the Read My Lips, What It Takes to Build a World-Class Homegrown Brand, shares my journey for happy skin. You know, I think we have already seen how entrepreneurship today is so, everyone's so interested in it. And But it's also very glamorized because people always see the limelight, how exciting it is. And, 
you know, that there's so much potential and a lot of people from the corporate world are thinking, I should just leave my job and jump into starting my own business. But there aren't a lot of um, books or in entrepreneurship, not a lot of people talk about the hard stuff, like the wear and tear of working mm-hmm. 24-7 or things you wish you from the start or the challenges that test integrity. And even as an entrepreneur going through the journey, you're always constantly questioning your life path as well. So the book is actually a great read, whether you're about to start a business or you want to pivot to a different career or you want to stay in your job, but do a hustle on the side. So another reason I felt compelled to write my book was I also really wanted to empower more Filipinas because I told you that economic empowerment is so important to me when it comes to, you know, supporting and, you know, making women stand on their own two feet. So the book, I hope, helps more Filipinas start their own journeys as entrepreneurs so that they discover what they're really passionate about and achieve financial independence. And as a special gift to your followers looking for, you know, guidance on um, entrepreneurship and financial independence, I actually asked my publisher to give an exclusive code for all your listeners so they get a discount for both the printed copy of the book or the ebook version. It, it's been amazing. I know the book celebrated its second anniversary, but when the lockdown started last year, it was so touching because so many posted and tagged me on Instagram stories how, you know, there are people who lost their jobs and they wanted to start a business. So they bought a copy of the book and while they were reading it, they would post and tag. And even those who have read the book would reread it to revisit the lessons. So I think... That, Yes, an interesting chapter in the book that I think your readers might also enjoy is called MBA in a Minute, where I gather the country's biggest business leaders that people wish they had a minute with. So it's like a mini MBA. You have people like Manny Pangilinan, Fernando Zobel, Lance Gokongwei, Ben Chan, and of course, female leaders like Tessie C, Nanay Kuring Ramos of National Bookstore, Rubina Gokongwei. So I really hope it helps, you know, empower your listeners to get started or you know, even just, even if they stay in their job, it's something that they find um, empowerment from. I, I will definitely share the code on the show notes. So those who are listening, congratulations. So you are now going to have um, a special code. It's going to be on the show notes and I will make sure that my mentees also will get to have, you know, your book as well. Well, thank you so much, Arisa, for, you know, for saying yes again, for agreeing to be here. It's really such an honor. Um, I have, you know, I have so many things that I still want to ask you, but I know we're limited of time. But thanks again for being with us. Okay, so this ends today's episode. Um, do drop me a message on Instagram, you guys. It's Cassie Pajarillo. If you have any questions at all, or maybe you have any questions for Arisa, you may go ahead and ask me a question, or maybe you can just reach out to her. Arisa, where can they find you again? Um, I'm on Instagram, Risa Manangkil Trillo. I'm also on Twitter, Risa Manangkil. Uh, Facebook, Risa Manangkil Trillo. Okay, it's pretty much it's her name, you guys. So it's not going to be difficult to find her. So yeah, so whatever it is that you pick up on today's episode, please do share it with us. We really wanted to know what are the things that you have you have learned from this episode. If you want more about Risa, just let me know. I will definitely make that happen. So you guys, again, this is your Chief Encourager, Cassie Pajarito Braganza. Drive ambition, serve love, and always remember, stay compassionate. Thanks so much again, everyone. And thanks again, Risa. I truly, truly appreciate you. recording.
You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Pajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business.